the one trust at the center of it all is that Jesus Christ is not a wise teacher who left a lot of good advice for us that we ought to do our best to try and live out and set an example that we ought to do our best to emulate. And then he died too young. Just last month, not a few weeks ago, Lori and I were up north enjoying the amazing fall colors and we came up across a place in the road that we passed a hundred times before, at least on our way home, where we had never before seen anybody pulled off the side of the highway. But on this day, one after another, cars were pulling over and people were getting out just to behold the great sweeping valley of fall colors laid out before us. That road has always been uh, the road home for us from uh, Ely, sending us through the little town of Tower where we play a little game each time before we enter town. Uh, you have to guess out loud how many people you might see uh, as you pass through town before you cross the bridge on the other side. We do it going both ways. The number is usually somewhere between three and a dozen, depending on the weather or you know, whether there's a pandemic going on and so forth, and uh, then who's ever closest wins uh, the contest. From Tower, uh, continue on through Virginia. From there to Cloquet, which always marks the kind of halfway point for us, and then on home in this uh, essentially four-hour uh, journey each, each time. And the dog knows exactly where we're going when we start heading one either north or south from, from up there. Normally, the dog is on high alert when we're in the car, uh, wondering where we're going, uh, up on the seat, looking out the window, but it doesn't take long for him to realize, up, ah, we're going home, and he settles into the back seat, goes into a little doggy coma for four hours. He doesn't generally budge. Now, the Bible can often be taken for granted as a kind of familiar roadway uh, that we that we travel a bundle of stories and parables and commandments uh, that operate like a familiar highway. But I think it's probably good for us once in a while, uh, especially for preachers, maybe to, to avoid the temptation of uh, laying out for us the moral of the story of a particular passage we have before us, the Sermon on the Mount on this All Saint Sunday. I've, I couldn't barely count how many times I've preached on this passage. Uh, and this other gorgeous uh, scripture from the book of Revelation. Uh, maybe it's good for us just to pull over to the side of the road and get out and just behold the mystery and the glory uh, every once in a while of these beautiful passages. So on this All Saints Sunday, when some of our young people are getting ready to begin the lifelong journey of, of sharing in the sacrament of Holy Communion, uh, I, I want to talk a bit about our appreciation for that sacrament before we come to the scriptures for the day. And we'll just let those really speak for themselves as we pull off to appreciate the achingly beautiful passages that offer so much more than simply some way uh, to get from point A to point B. In Martin Luther's day, some of the reformers were arguing that communion was essentially an act of remembering. A communion was really a reenactment. What we're doing is a, almost like a play where we reenact what happened 
on the first uh, Passover meal with Jesus in that upper room on the night before, on the night in which he was betrayed. But Luther maintained that communion was deeper than that. It was more than that. that. He believed and taught and wrote and preached that in communion we experienced the real presence of Christ. More than merely a symbol or an act of, of remembering. Luther said Christ is truly present in, with, and under the bread and the wine. Not because God has physically altered that bread or wine, uh, but, but, but by the presence of God's word and the Holy Spirit and the receiving hearts of the faithful there, God is truly present. Christ is truly present in the sacrament. And this insight still continues to uh, shape the understanding and the appreciation we have for communion in our church today. As the word suggests, this sacrament is precisely that. It is communion, a communal experience of communication among the faithful, of interrelationship with one another and with God. What Luther and the other reformers taught about communion has often been misunderstood, and, and even often by Lutherans, um, that it's, it's so much more than simply uh, a reenactment. And part of communion is surely remembering, remembering the night in which he was betrayed, uh, but it's also about remembering the whole life of Jesus, not just that one night. Huh? It's remembering Jesus welcoming the children to himself, even at uh, the grumbling of his own disciples. It's remembering uh, the Sermon on the Mount that we hear in just a moment. We remember the parables, the parable of the prodigal son, the lost coin, so many others. We remember that bright Easter morning when Jesus encounters Mary in the garden. We don't just remember the past, though. The core affirmation of our Christian faith, the one trust at the center of it all, is that Jesus Christ is not a wise teacher who left a lot of good advice for us that we ought to do our best to try and live out and set an example that we ought to do our best to emulate. And then he died too young. The scandalous trust that is the bedrock of our faith is that Christ lives, that the last word was not, in fact, the cross, that in some way on the far side of mortal words, Jesus is with us now, a living presence, guiding, strengthening, forgiving, in, with, and under the bread and the wine, even now. So we talked about this altar uh, during our communion class earlier in the week, and I, I mentioned to the kids that this, this altar is a table, and it is a kind of magic table, if you will. Our Christian hope is that all who are in Christ, those living now, those who have gone before us, are here and present, all accounted for around this table that reaches far back into the past and reaches forward into our promised future. This is the communion of saints that we so often celebrate and sing about. Both of the Bible passages for this All Saints Sunday share a moving vision of this same truth. And I want to just let them speak to us from an ancient past that is somehow still our present 
and a promise of our future all at the same time. Jesus set the table for all time and for all people in this Sermon on the Mount. And as we hear it read, I want you to imagine the person who traveled so far just to be there and hear this itinerant rabbi speak words of hope and faith and forgiveness and inclusion when they have been told that they were not worthy to come into the presence of God or into the presence of the temple. They had been declared ritually impure because of some disease or some other uh, factor that caused them to be uh, set aside and kept apart. Imagine the one who comes because their child is ill and there is no hope but to hear this healing word from Christ. Imagine that crowd full of people. Imagine yourself in that crowd. Hear this sermon on the mount. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Know that when you receive communion in a moment, it is the living Christ who meets you. And then as you go back into the world, know that the living Christ goes with you. Christ before you, Christ behind you, Christ beside you, Christ all around you. You don't have to simply imagine this. It's the final truth. It is the last word that cannot often be seen with the eye. And know this also, that in Christ, all those lost to us in this world are somehow with us in this communion. In some way, they are seated at this table with us now. And so listen finally to this breathtakingly beautiful vision of God's vast kingdom from the book of Revelation. After this I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne, and to the Lamb. 
And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, singing, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these, robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple, and the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor the scorching heat, for the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of the water of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. What an incredible vision this remains. So have we pulled over to the side of the road on this All Saints Sunday just to have a look at it. Amen. After this I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count. From every nation, from all tribes, and all peoples, and all languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They will hunger no more. They will thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat, for the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. It is All Saints Sunday, and you are a part of the community of saints, which is to say you have been called, you have been fed, forgiven, and now you are sent. So go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.